Just a trigger warning, there is discussion of miscarriage in this episode. Hi mamas. Or mamas to be, I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome Welcome to to Motherhood Motherhood Leaked. We're two first-time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you going? How's your week been? It's been good. It has also been one of those weeks where you just like think, what day is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's (laughs) been my life since two years. Yeah. The last two years of life has been like that. But you know, it's been good. Um, Yeah. I mean, look, it's just been basically lots of um, outdoor toddler time. Yep. Also had some me time too in the mornings. Been really loving actually my mornings when, so Troy and I, I think I mentioned it before, Troy and I like alternate. That's um, such a good idea. Mornings, yeah, yeah, and we get some time to ourselves, and I've just been loving that. Like it's, the mornings are a bit more crisp, but yeah, yeah, it's just like my good reset. Each, you know, I look forward to those those times. That's amazing. What about you? What's been happening? What have we been doing? We did a mothers group catch up on Sunday. Oh, that's so nice. At a really cool park. I was saying to Kelly before we started. Um, it's called Park Lake, I think, in Maudsland. Um, on the Gold Coast for on the Gold Coast. Who doesn't know <laughs> on the Gold Coast? Google that. <laughs> Um, but it was epic, the park. There was so much shade and, like, had a little bike path and an oval. It was awesome. Like, I said to Brenton, we'll go there this weekend or something because it was just so good. And okay. something for everyone as well, like, all ages. Until Bo fell down the hill and smacked his head on the concrete and grazed his head and his knee. And it was epic. Toddler life. Oh, my God. Lucky one of the mums from Mother's Group is a nurse. <laughs> so she was like next level first aid. She had everything sorted, which was really handy. I feel like but, there's always one in every group, isn't there? Oh yeah, there's got to be. Gotta, yeah. that's like, the like one a, that's always like, yeah, got the knowledge and then got the things. Like, yeah, the first aid kit prerequisites. You know? like, yes. yeah. I did have Wiggles band aids on me, Perfect. so like I was like, I'm winning. I'm doing pretty that well. That is like the crucial. That yeah. is like a that's a that's a peak motherhood. That's what I was moment. thinking. Usually I don't have anything like that. I'm pretty like <laughs> hopeless, but I was like, I've got Wiggles band aids. This look at me. Look oh, at me I go. Love that. Um, but I, even one of the other mums came up to me and she's like, this was someone I didn't know. And she goes, God, is he okay? I heard his head on the concrete. And I'm like, it was so loud. It was. Oh, that would have just been gut-wrenching though when you already feel so guilty. Like oh, even though you know it's not your fault, I there know. is still something when you see your child hurt themselves, you just feel so guilty and oh you just God. feel it for them. So then, yeah. oh. And he's like, head actually... had blood. Oh, so, oh God, welcome to mum life. I know. But we were actually talking about this before we started recording about how like what people can say can trigger you. Like, and yep. you already have like a feeling within you, whether it be guilt and then someone, you know, comes over yeah. and says, oh my God, I heard your child just, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. How, like, yeah, I heard his head talk- crack of the concrete. You're like, thank you yeah, very much. Thank you. So did I. I'm now dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, now I feel sick again. Yes. Um, but it was really nice to catch up with the girls. That's um, awesome. And we had a fun play and Bo is still sleeping in my room. That's an update on my... Um... Oh, yeah, because last time we talked about you setting up the bed. So yeah. is the bed set And I was like, it's definitely going to happen this weekend. It didn't happen. Um, okay. We just get like caught up. We go for bike rides and I'm like, oh, we had a good weekend. Um, it's me. It's like I, I know it 100% it's me like not wanting to let go either. It's a little bit like, oh, I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like tossing up now whether I should get a toddler bed instead and just go straight because that cot I can use for the baby and bring it up. See, this is all happening for a reason. That's a great point. Why that's would you go thinking. and get? Yes, that's so actually a really I was just good like, idea. Get a toddler. Like, so we've like been a looking at toddler bed thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, look, it's going to be hell probably for three weeks because he'll be in and in out. In and out. Yeah. But if we can do that, I'm like, that could be amazing. Then it you've could... also like skipped a step as in like you don't have to retrain him again as well. That's like, what I'm thinking. Just straight in, boom. So look, that's that's me. On at that. least you can lay in there with him too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like as you're transitioning, you know, like if you yeah. want to be in the room still. 
And he likes like he likes going to sleep. He's pretty good. He hasn't learned how to climb out of the cot yet. Like I've heard of some horror stories of like some of the kids who have crawled out of the tried to jump out of the cots earlier. Yeah. But he hasn't figured that because he's in a sleep suit too. That also must that have might been, help. Might help. He's <laughs> you know a bit restricted. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing with toddler bed. I'm like, do I you don't put him in a sleep suit in a toddler bed? Mm. Then he's got to go from suit to blanket, and then is that a big transition? Well, you can also use the um uh you know that. I don't know what sleep suit you use, but we use the ergo, or we used. Yeah, really I've got one that turns to the legs. It, it's the legs. Yeah, so like, you could do something like that. I could. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's so us. Times. That's the update. Well, I can't. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Yeah. How's what about the night weaning? What's your the night weaning's great? We're um we're good. Like he he actually doesn't ask for it at all at night anymore. He'll happily cuddle me mostly. Sometimes he'll go daddy and crawl over to Troy because we do co sleep. Um. But yeah, for the most part, it's good. He will wake up though going snack and wants his yeah. thing is he'll eat a banana and he'll literally <laughs> devour a, a, a banana like within all of, like he hoovers it. So, so he's genuinely hungry. And what time is this? Um, It really depends. Like he actually hasn't done it the past couple of nights until about like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it actually, um, it's getting less and less. I think because he, he did have an ear infection like a week ago as well. So like he's yep. naturally probably not eating as much in the day and then getting hungry at night. But yeah. he, um, it depends like if he, sometimes Elliot doesn't nap in the day. So um, if he doesn't have a nap, he generally goes to bed at like 6, 6.30 instead of like 7.30-ish. Yep. So like it's that little bit, he's having dinner earlier. So then naturally, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it's like two o'clock. That's sometimes so it's funny. ten o'clock. Who knows? But <laughs> when he says snack and nana, that there's, yep. he's got to have it. I think but, I was saying to you the other week how bananas apparently I don't know if it's true. Yes, you have were. something in them to make you mm. sleep, like something Is that like makes you tired or something. Like yeah. there's a nut that has that in. It. I think it's cashews or something. I could be wrong, but tryptophan oh. is like in different foods. Yeah, I don't know. It might be in bananas. I have to have a look, but. It's working, so we're going to oh, keep doing it. God, go for it. Go. I'm going to get bow on the bananas for you. He does wake up in the morning. like uh, Probably what I, I was finding, not the hardest, but like where he was actually waking up and asking for it was at like that 4.30 mark, like yeah. 4.35. And I was, I did one day, it was probably about a week and a half ago, I he was like asking for milk and it was like, I think it was like a yeah, quarter to five and I was like, I'm just going to feed you because I, I actually want to stay in bed. Yeah. That's dangerous territory. And then time. all he did was like suckle for half an hour and then was like up and awake. And I was like, <laughs> I'm oh, never doing that again. Never That's doing my point. That he's like, they're up at 5, 5.30 and like he sticks his head over the coat. It's like, Sultana brand, Sultana brand. Oh my God, like, really? That's actually hilarious. Really? This early. You're like, yeah. You should yeah. just, you know what you should do? You should have, you know, those little travel Sultana brand. Oh yeah. Serious. And just <laughs> keep it in your bedside table. <laughs> Just so that you get like oh, an so extra funny. like ten minutes. Just but then know, I'm gonna clean it's it like all. passing a monkey. No, just oh, he just dry eating the just dry it. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't even worry about the milk. It's five breakfast the... tips with Kayla. It's five o'clock in the morning. You get what you get, mate. And I'm getting five more that minutes in bed. So funny. Anyway, so yeah, night winning is going well. Yeah, oh, cool. Great. But yeah, that's the update. That's us. And today, today we, we are, are continuing on. If you listened to last week's part one episode of Kayla's journey with. Polycystic ovarian ovarian syndrome. syndrome. Yes. Okay. Got I it. could sense you were like, have I got this? Yeah, PCOS. I was. I don't yeah. even have it written anywhere. So yes, PCOS. Yeah. Yes, PCOS. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to continue on, and um, where I left off last time, I think we were ending on um, yeah, about how I got my period back after not having it for essentially like an a regular cycle was all like I hadn't had a regular cycle for like two and a bit years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got my period back naturally, and the things that I did to heal that naturally i might touch on again in this episode um but then yeah and then obviously how i conceived um naturally having pcos because i know for myself in my experience when i was diagnosed um 
the first thing the doctor said to me is like, you're just come back when you want to have a baby because it's highly unlikely you're going to be able to have one naturally and we'll give you some medication and you'll be fine. Like, and then, yeah. And he was trying to reassure me saying like, you know, it has worked for so many women. So don't even stress about it. Oh my God. But like, is this the same doctor that told you that a regular cycle? No, this is a different one. Oh God. (laughs) This is a different one. Um, But yeah, so let's, yeah. Do you want to just get started? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, basically um, before I even tried to conceive, my main focus, I wasn't even ready to have kids. I yep. was 28 or yep. 7, 27. Um, I can't You're a life. baby. No, 28, 28, <laughs> um, 28 at the time. And yeah, maybe even 29, I can't remember. Um, and I, nope, that's okay. Okay, just come back into my memory. It was really all, it began in 2019 and when I started trying to regulate my cycle again and yep. changing things different, doing things differently from like a more holistic approach to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah my focus at the time was to get my period back yeah. and it was a blessing that I wasn't not, like ready to have kids yet because I know in my experience with the women I've worked with a lot of them come to me confused with their diagnosis or well, not confused but almost let, feeling let down by their body because they've been trying to conceive for months and then they go yeah. to the doctor and then they get their PCOS diagnosis yeah and it's a lot because we all know like well when I say we all know for someone who's tried to conceive you know what it's like once you get that light bulb switch in your brain it's like yeah. you want to have a baby and there's nothing turning that off like Absolutely. And it can be really hard it's a monthly like ongoing yeah, every it's time it's an ongoing yeah. thing and it consume it can consume you definitely so then to get a diagnosis where there's not really a lot of answers for you in terms of moving forward other than like yeah you know go and take this medication from the medical point world i'm talking um yeah. go and take this medication or you know fix your diet and fix your exercise and make sure you're doing this enough when a lot of women actually are already in a stress state and already feeling the pressure yeah like two it's steps forward one step back 100%. Like a huge so step yeah back. a blessing in that i was just focusing first on trying to get my cycle regulated and essentially yeah. what i was doing by doing that was focusing on ovulating regularly so not just getting a period every you know regularly whether it be uh, for me my my normal cycle is around 29 30 days like that's yeah. within the normal range um so yeah when you're focusing on getting a natural regular period you're essentially focusing on ovulation and that's the main event of your cycle a lot of us talk about our period being the main show but it's yeah. actually ovulation that is the key um to even having a regular cycle so that was a focus and i was um yeah it was a big journey i mean i started where a lot of women do where you just go into like yeah what can I be eating and what supplements can I take um how can I be exercising better like what am I missing what am I doing wrong essentially and because as we mentioned in the last podcast you were pretty fit like you were you know extreme sports you guys like so (laughs) I still called them extreme but it was probably just like your average you know yeah well we were doing triathlon I was I was basically exercising every single day and sometimes twice a day like yeah and I can see I could see very quickly when I say very quickly it took me a few months to see but like that in itself is that um, idea that you need to be doing yep. lots of exercise to be fit, to be healthy. And you can be an image on the outside of someone who is fit and healthy, but your body internally may not be. Yeah, And that's essentially where I was at. I was doing all the right things in inverted commas of like living a healthy lifestyle by the yep. textbooks of like, yeah, exercising regularly, um, eating, you know, I was, I was, um, I was a vegan when I first. Oh, that's right. I remember you said you were vegan. I can't even remember if I was vegan or not at that point. Anyway, it doesn't matter because even if I wasn't vegan, I was still living by some rule that, you know, I had to, I, I was eating so clean, like yeah. no sugar, no processed foods, like super clean eating, exercising regularly. But clearly my body was telling me it wasn't working for me, but I wasn't listening. Yeah. And I was also having 
I guess the the biggest like turning point for me was um, I was like maybe I'm going to say maybe two or three months, maybe a little bit longer into like really focusing on the PCOS and really trying to balance my hormones. And but from that point of view, though, of doing it, of like eating the right foods for PCOS, because if you go online and you read about PCOS or you go on Instagram, a lot of whether it's a dietitian, whether it's a health coach, um, a lot of the approach is centered around what to eat what not to eat how to move how not to move yeah there is actually truth in that but there's also what's right for your individual body okay because no person is actually the same not even in our makeup yeah but also in what we experience in our day-to-day life so how we live our lives yeah what jobs we go to what family pressures we have what friendship issues come up like just yeah yeah our, our childhood wounds like you know no one's exactly the same so what the missing part was for me in the beginning was I was so heavily focused on doing everything right and needing to be that like ticking every box that I was missing the key signs from my body that I was actually doing too much yeah right like the and there was a really pivotal moment for me there was two actually one um I I was recording all this on my Instagram page at the time which was the PCOS bible um I still have that as like I have a resource for that and there's a website for that but that was my page was um I was recording all of this to try and like it was mentally for me like unpacking all of what I was going through but it was also connecting me with other women at the time yeah. who were going through a similar journey and I remember I was like talking this morning about how you know I'd made this time to exercise and what I was reading at the time was like you know high intensity training is important it wasn't saying you have to do it but like you know making sure you're getting weight training in because it's really good for your metabolic rate and all this kind of stuff and I just remember sitting there being like there was this like it was actually my intuition screaming at me, but like yeah. I wasn't willing to listen in the fact that it went against all of these beliefs that I had about what was right and what was wrong in terms of health Yeah, um, that I'd been conditioned with through my upbringing and then like just with, you know, the, the culture and the health and fitness world. Yeah. Um, I just remember sitting there and just being like, something within me is so wrong. Like I can't do this. Like I don't, I'm, I know I should be, that word should, like I should yeah. be exercising right now and I need to do this for my body but I just can't like I'm tired and then I actually was like the light bulb went off for me I was like hang on a second that's okay Mm. like my body is actually telling me I can hear this voice screaming at me saying stop slow down but it was actually my mind that was telling me I was bad that telling me like if you don't do this if you don't do this workout like you're not going to get your period back I was creating this big story based on those beliefs of like you have to exercise to be fit you know like Like, yeah. yeah um so essentially at that point was like when I started to just really focus on, okay, when I wake up each day, instead of being like, I'm going to go exercise Monday, Tuesday and set this rigid routine. I was like checking in with myself and being like, okay, where am I at? Like, what does my body actually need? What would feel good for me? Because I knew that if I was feeling good, I would feel energized. My body would be less stressed. Yeah. And then what happened was I was kind of like testing the theory myself. um, To see if I could get myself out of this, like fight or flight, fight or flight, like, race response because the more research i did and the the learning i did as well is like when our body and i think i mentioned this in the last episode when our bodies are in a state of fight or flight like a stress response whether that be from a perceived stress as being in traffic at work and being really uh, being in traffic on the way to work and being really frustrated by it or an interaction with a colleague or your children you know stressing you out um or you know your mother-in-law saying something to you it's a perceived stress as in like you that's what you internalize it as is yeah. it, and your brain doesn't know it any different from whether you are running from a tiger and literally have a stress of life or death yeah when your body is under constant stress it goes into fight or flight 
which naturally, if you think about a human running from a tiger, is your body going to signal to the brain like, yes, this is a good time to procreate? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to shut that shit down. Like, <laughs> it's going to be like, no, um, you're not going to. And what essentially happens is cortisol is prioritized in the, in the system. Progesterone is not. Therefore, you don't ovulate. Therefore, your cycle, as in like your period, doesn't come or you ovulate later um, or you might ovulate but your period might be like, the flow might be less and your luteal phase short, all these kinds of things essentially telling your body telling you that your body's in fight or flight. So I kind of started to piece this together and go, okay, well, yes, it's important to eat and to have like the right nutrients coming into your body and to support yeah. it on a physical level. But how do I need to be supporting my body on an emotional level, on a mental level, yeah. mental well-being? Because if I'm, you know, eating the right food, but I'm stressing over it in my mind or like if I eat, say I used to like, I would eat the other pivotal moment for me was like I ate like pizza like Domino's pizza one night yeah at the time I was like yeah I'm allowed to do this yeah but I had obviously thoughts started to race about you know what if I don't get a period and I was buying into them and I was like I catastrophized it all and was like oh my god like I'm I've ruined it all like that's where all I got over to. Domino's pizza all yeah. over Domino's pizza but I know that I'm not the only woman that does this like, oh my god of course PCOS not PCOS or not a lot of us are so like if I eat that food I'm bad you yeah. know or bad things going to happen or something bad's going to happen to me and my body whether it be gaining weight or not getting a period or looking not as good as somebody else you know yeah um, so point being if you're if you are that focused on doing the right thing by your body in terms of nutrition that you can't actually eat a piece of pizza and not internalize that as bad yeah that's really a point to actually sit with and go okay well is that actually worth it because you're actually creating more stress like the negative thoughts the negative emotion negative i'm not saying is in like bad you can't have them but they are they're negative within the body and it causes stress yeah so it was a big journey those first few months for me to really start acknowledging those moments where i was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do it right yeah and what would happen is it would be times where so at the time, I think my cycle was coming, I think I said last time, anywhere from 45 to 65 days. So I'd be going really well, but then it'd get close to like, you know, that 30 day mark of yeah. when a normal period would be. And in the beginning of healing your period and getting your, like healing your cycle and getting your period back naturally, it's not an overnight thing. It's not generally a thing where you can eat really well for four weeks and then you get your natural, like you get like an on time regular cycle. Yeah it really is dependent upon the person. And for some people, like I've seen people, it, it take three months. I've seen it take six to yeah. even just get one regular cycle. Wow. Um, but what happened was I found this pattern where it was getting closer and closer to that 30 day mark and my thoughts would start to race more. And then I'd start to condemn myself and be like, oh, I didn't do good enough. But when I could actually start to identify like, oh, that's a thought pattern and that's not true and really sit with that and then go, okay, but what are the signs that my, my, um, my cycle is essentially my hormones are getting more regulated yeah things like um i wasn't having as many mood swings or i wasn't have as, having as many cravings in the day because having cravings is um what is a, quite a big symptom for pcos or like a, a common symptom because of the blood sugar imbalances yeah. um but yeah anyway so when i could start to really recognize some other um markers of improvement for my cycle not just being getting my period regularly and knowing that that's the bigger goal but I've got all these other little markers and I'm on the right way then I started to really go okay cool I can some days wake up and just go for a walk on the beach and that be all right like yeah I don't have to you know do anything more I don't have to do this big sweaty workout for me to feel like I've done enough and yeah it was like yeah uh, it was basically like through the back end of 2019 where I started to get um you know my period went from like 
65 days to 55 days so yeah. I, I would see that as a huge win as Definitely, well yeah. like, whereas wow. a lot of people would go you know it's still not regular yet but I'd go yes it's great yeah um I was working each day as well like I was really starting to go inward on these like thoughts that were coming up for me and working on like anxious thoughts and beliefs and recognizing them using meditation um using journaling um to help me work on the mental emotional side of things just as yeah. much as the food and the exercise um and yeah and then it went from like 55 days down to 65 days uh, sorry down to 45 days and then it just got progressively better yeah. and better um and along this time as i was healing myself i was actually connecting with this wider group of women that were doing the same as me and i was actually helping some of them along the way as well so it was really yeah really cool well i think um, it goes to show you like the amount like kayla's got quite a big following on instagram <laughs> Um, but it's a niche like you know like yeah. I would have thought it wouldn't have like but there is like there's women obviously quite a lot of women mm. who are going through the same thing and want Definitely. to find out more because you know and yep. plus you're an amazing person that's why you know you've garnered this following oh. but women are there to find information it's like obviously because they're not mm. like there's other places where they can't find it yeah I think what um, I think you know regardless of the number on Instagram what I actually created was these really beautiful connections and a lot of the people that I I, I don't use my Instagram as much as what I used to yeah um, because I am a mum now and I like to be present with Elliot um, but the connections I had with those people like that I that were created in that time in like really in 2020 was like a yeah. big peak of it and I really started to get into the coaching side of it more like I those women and they're now mum some of them too they still message me and be like they're like hey how are you going like we haven't heard from you like how are you doing and like awesome. or they'll message me and say hey i've had my baby now and like yeah i've actually made really beautiful connections through that journey and this journey yeah. even still now so yeah it was really cool but um yeah so it was a it was december 2020 that i got i remember it was bang on 30 days oh wow Not that the day the number like matters but yeah. it was a really pivotal moment and it was actually the same time i launched my ebook yeah um so that was really cool um and when i say ebook it was on yeah pcos and healing pcos but um <laughs> it was just like such a huge thing so it essentially did take me 12 months to yeah, get down to a 30-day the... cycle okay. and that's just the truth of it and like yeah. I, I think for a lot of women it's that instant gratification we look for of like it's got to be fixed now yeah. like if i'm gonna get a red if i'm gonna do something that works i need to see it working tomorrow I and that's why it, it is hard for when you're, you're saying if people find out women who are trying to conceive find yes. out like a 12 month that's a big that's thing. another thing to go that's, oh my god now i've got to wait longer yeah and absolutely again i think going now into like conceiving um the even though i had a regular cycle so i then went i guess yeah so it was 20 end of 2020 that i had a regular um that i got my like 30 day yeah bang on um cycle and then it wasn't until 2021 yeah. So it was 2019. Right. 2020, I was experiencing a regular cycle. Okay. Um, so once you had that first 30-day cycle, it, kept, it just kept yep. 30. Like, yeah, and it might fluctuate here or there. I think it would go up to like 32, but yeah. like a regular cycle is anywhere from 27-ish to 35 max days. Yeah. Um, but I was tracking my cycle. I knew I was ovulating. Um, yeah, and it was really good. I was still experiencing symptoms of PCOS in terms of like mood fluctuation, um, some blood sugar imbalances but a lot of the time it actually the more and more I went through this it actually had I like to think of it as like um, not to disregard 
what you're eating and how you're exercise and what you're doing for exercise. But mm. it was actually a lot to do with my mind, your mental side, my mental it. health, emotional well being, and yeah. understanding myself on that level. That was like what was really um, turning point. The turning point, but it was also like I like to look at, um, I guess, the healing, the holistic healing model for PCOS or hormone balancing in general. Yeah, as like kind of like I kind of visualize it as a triangle. Um, and at the top, you got like your um, physical body, yeah. And then under, and it's like you're going under the layers of it though. It's like yeah, you got to address that. And you've got to connect with your body each day and go inward and know how you're feeling yeah. on a physical level and your hunger signs. Understand when you're hungry and when you're not, and when understand <laughs> yeah, and understand um, yeah, like just energetically, like energy wise, like how you're feeling and what that might be linked to with your foods and all. But underneath that, then you've got like your mental and your emotional well-being yeah and connect on that and then under that you've got like spiritual like with your soul um so i like to think you, you got to kind of go through all those layers yeah and um and that's on a, like a constant um re-evaluation of all those things and checking in on all of those layers but um essentially i think when it comes to when you well for my own jenny but for the women i've worked with as well like when you can just at least be connected with your own intuition and connected with yourself, it, it is helpful. Yeah. Um, I fully lost my train of thought. So I'm just going <laughs> to go back in with trying to conceive. So essentially yeah. it was... Can we, before, yeah. just quickly before we jump on to before I ask the question. Mm-hmm. So in terms, I know that you said, obviously, the food is different for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. But can you just give a few examples of like what food they recommend for people? Like... Um, like I know, yeah, like you said, so... if you, it's personal, but also is there types of food? Like what's the... Um, okay, so there's two sides to it. So if you go through, if you Google like foods for PCOS, it's going to say things like, um, yeah, don't eat dairy, don't eat gluten. Okay. Um, there's like these hard and fast rules that are on the internet. This is all yeah. in my ebook as well, not to give it a plug, but essentially, yeah, like it's it a really, plug. it's an easy way to go through and read about it. But yeah. it'll say like, don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy, don't eat sugar, like don't eat okay. all these things. And yeah. it, it, there is a point to that in that if your diet is made up wholly of those things, yeah. you are going to drive inflammation. You are going to mm. add stress on your body. You are going to influence negatively your blood sugar balance, which yeah. is all going to add stress to the body and is going to interrupt that really nice synchronicity your hormones need to be balanced to have a regular cycle to ovulate regularly yeah but what what is more important than cutting all those things out entirely because when you do that you create stress because you're still a human you actually need to live in this world and experience joy and, and have that a mental emotional well-being eat your domino's pizza eat your domino's pizza <laughs> and not think your life is going to end yeah. the next day you know That's um it. so yeah um it's actually more about going inward and learning what foods make you feel good what okay. foods don't make you feel good yeah. so for a lot of us we know if we sit and eat a massive block of chocolate multiple days in a row yeah you're eventually going to feel really sick or you're yeah. going to feel n- tired and not energized or um you know, if you are someone who's not even got a gluten um, allergy, but you're just sensitive to it, a lot of people are actually sensitive to it. If you yeah. eat it and you eat it and eat it and eat it, and eat it yeah. you're going to feel lethargic. Like that that's could it. be for some people. It's so like me, it's, I'm fructose intolerant, but I love watermelon. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you should you know what works for your body. Yeah. Like again, watermelon, healthy fruit. Yeah. It also gets demonized, sugary fruit. Yeah. You know, so it's again not actually attaching to these labels right. and going, okay, I can see that these foods. They are, it's looking at it literally, I, with all in my approach, it's looking at what you're eating and going inward on it. So you, what I get, like what I did myself and then and it's in the philosophy and the way that I coach my clients through is like, it's just becoming more aware 
of if I eat a meal, how does that make me feel in the next half an hour to an hour? Yeah, right. Am I feeling really energized or am I having an energy slump and I'm I'm still hungry? Yeah. Or am I not actually hungry? I feel full, but I'm having a sugar craving. Yeah. So what you're doing then is actually learning what what feels good in your body. Yeah. It's like with veganism or um, paleo paleo or keto, like all of those, there are actually within those diets some really helpful, supportive ways of eating for the body, but that's not for everybody. That's it. We went paleo for a long time Mm -hmm. and I must admit I felt great. Like Mm -hmm. it was – but I couldn't keep it up. And that's the thing. It's like, well, then what's realistic? It's in, it. And what often happens is people go all or nothing. So they yeah. go very rigid. 100%. Yep. And yeah. you dive in and you do it and you do it. And you're like, I feel great. I feel great. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. Yeah. But actually it's like, what could you take away from that? And how could you implement that on a, on a daily basis to go, you know, for the most part, you, I can I can take away some of the principles of it yeah. and be like, this part's, you know, these parts work really well for me um, of that diet. If you're using paleo for an example. Yeah. Um, but I also do still enjoy sometimes having, you know, yeah, pasta, chocolate, chocolate <laughs> pasta, you know, all those of the of, above. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. So when you, to go back to your question of like what foods it's my, it's not as easy and I'm not going to feed into that culture of like, just eat this and, yeah. you know, and guide people that way because it, it doesn't, it's not long-term helpful. Yeah. It's a starting point, but it can actually be more stressful. Yeah. Right. So, I think the main thing is like, yeah, having an understanding of food is actually really important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, learning what foods are inflammatory to the body, what they can yeah. be. So using – everyone knows that sugar, because it's been so demonized, is yeah. like sugar is bad. It has an inflammatory response in the body. But actually understanding that, how that works, then makes you go, okay, well, I wonder how I feel after this. And then, yeah. Anyway, so essentially I think on a surface level, everyone should get educated educated in nutrition and just yep. general and you actually can like there is so much information available yeah. online you actually can educate yourself but then not to attach to any specific one. diet any one thing just because you have pcos for example like yep. try not to fall into that trap and instead you can try it like i have a whole on my web on my instagram on my website you'll see it's like foods for pcos but it's like still in the approach it's actually teaching people about what how that links to different um yeah like imbalances in the body and actually going in and seeing what works best for you. That's yeah. my main philosophy on that anyway. Well, thank you. That's, I just thought I'd get into that before we go into the conceive. Yes. Um, so when did you decide you wanted to have kids? Like obviously you got your period back. And okay, like so I had my regular. period back. We um, So it was in 20, uh, yeah, like mid-2020. Yep. Um, and yeah, that switch kind of went whoop for me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we were like just kind of i remember i'll never get it i was like we have all this time on our hands because we both run a business from home yeah. but like didn't have a kid so we had yeah. plenty of time <laughs> i'm like look we're just oh, sitting here doing nothing days. like why not like we're ready like we my husband and i had been together since we were 18 yeah and we you know we've been married for a few years and we were like and what we were definitely um conscious of that like not just taking the next step of having kids just because we were married you know yeah. and we we wanted to you know i particularly we both did wanted to make sure it was at the right time um for us at the time it was like okay right time so we'll start trying and i remember saying i'm not even gonna like track anything like i'm just let's just go with it yeah let's that lasted all of like maybe two days <laughs> um because yeah and i'm actually glad i went through that because it gives me good perspective on what all women go through when yeah. you get that like oh that yeah. little idea in you you, you just do. can't anyway so um yeah that was in so it must have been yeah maybe i'm gonna say like july yeah that'd be right yeah. um and first cycle 
I, I did have that like two week wait anxiety and like could my brain was so focused on like am I pregnant am I not and yeah. I found it really hard to just get through a day like yeah. one day felt like 60 oh, years like crazy, <laughs> um and then this um in that first cycle I was tracking my basal body temperature you know following following all my own advice essentially yeah. um but I was still just mentally finding it really hard to know and I think there was obviously a fear within me of like yeah you know I have been ovulating but what if I can't conceive what if I'm doing I've done all these things and I'm still not good enough was essentially the root cause of all of that but um that first cycle yeah no I didn't fall pregnant um the next cycle we did fall pregnant so it was only two cycles and I remember I got a lot of not a lot of back I won't say a lot of backlash I got a lot of positive um response from I was heavily on Instagram at the time from Mm. my followers um but I did get those few people who were like, oh, like, you know, it was quick for you and you don't understand and blah, blah. But the thing Mm. is like, it wasn't quick. It was like people, even in my life, like in my friends and family, they were like, wow, that was actually really quick. But it's like, well, it wasn't because I actually spent over a year getting your body to the getting point. my body to the point that I could actually ovulate. Like yeah. it was a year of regulating. And then before that, it was like a year of even trying to figure out what's going on with my body. It was just a blessing in that I wasn't yeah. focused on trying to conceive. Yeah. So that is a blessing. Yes. But again, it all happened as it meant to. And it gave me yeah. good perspective for the women that I have helped now. Um, yeah. So I, if I do have women who come to me who, who have PCOS, who are trying to conceive, it's really getting them to focus on like, yes, that's the big goal and that's great, yeah. but like, let's focus on you first. Yeah, And which is fine. actually a really beautiful thing because the thing that helped me, even though it was only one extra cycle I had to wait, like it yeah. felt like 20. Um, <laughs> I remember just to myself thinking like I knew and I knew from even just trying to get my period back, every cycle you are working on yourself on those levels of physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah, you are improving the egg quality. You are right. improving the the egg quality and the um and your womb essentially. So yeah. if you can see, if it takes you longer and you're taking all these steps, it's actually great. It's a blessing in that you're giving yourself a better chance at, or you're reducing your risk of miscarriage. Yeah, because your egg quality is going to be better. Your lining, your uterine lining, would be hopefully um more nourishing because you're working on balancing your hormones and that's going to help with that. Yeah. Um. And you can't hear the bin trucks out the back. Apologies. Oh, you probably can. That's okay. <laughs> That's um, and you are, what was I going to say? The bin truck thing. The quality. Me. Sorry. The quality. Sorry. And quality. Oh, and you're essentially as well, what you're doing is not only is that for you, but for your baby, you're, you're increasing your chances of a healthier pregnancy yeah. and a healthier baby. So that's a really good like little mindset shift I went through just even in that one month was letting, I remember in that cycle, I actually let go yeah. because I was like, no, this is great. Like I know now that I'm taking the supplements I need to, that I'm working on my mental health and my emotional health. I'm physically doing the things that I need to be doing. So if it takes me three more cycles or whatever, that I'm actually giving my, my to be child a really good foundation. Yeah. And I know that the clients that I've worked with to help conceive that has been really helpful for them too. So if you are a mama trying to conceive PCOS or not, you're just having infertility issues. Um, or just trying to regulate your cycle. That's a little good little mindset shift that might be helpful. Yeah. Hmm. And in terms of like when you said you were measuring your basal body temp, body temp. So how did, because I know you mentioned it to me too when I was trying to conceive, it was taking me forever. Yeah. Not forever. I shouldn't even say that because nine months is not forever. I know. It (laughs) feels like it. It does. Like I said, when you really want that. Yeah. But what do you like? So you had to check it every day. Is that how it works? Yeah. So if you're, 
Okay, so the method I actually use, it's called the symptothermal method. Yeah. So you can look that up. Um, there's a page on Instagram I would recommend called Fertility Charting. Yeah. Um, so essentially the symptothermal method, it incorporates tracking your basal body temperature and charting it. And there's rules um, to follow in terms of how to see if you're ovulating. Yeah. With that, it's all retrospective. So it's you can't track it and go, okay, I'm going to ovulate tomorrow. You've actually got to track the temperature and you look back on it to go, oh, okay, yeah, I did ovulate. Ah. So a lot of women will be like, well, what's the point in that, right? Mm. But if you're, this is, and this is where it's helpful in that, like, if you let go of when you're going to conceive and you just start going, okay, I'm going to focus on my ovulation and my cycle and making sure that's right. Um, you do a minimum of three cycles to get an idea of your fertile window. Okay. So your yep. fertile window is actually five to seven days of when you can actually conceive yeah so you've got say let's just use the the average day of ovulation is around day 15 like day 14 15 yeah and i say average because for women with pcos that is definitely not the case yeah it's not the average because you may not be ovulating at all or you may be having delayed ovulation so this is where base body temperature tracking is great for any women though any woman yeah because you can actually learn your own fertile window so you wow. let's just use the example though that you're your fertility oh, your fertility your ovulation occurs on day 15 yeah so the way that sperm lives in you yeah if you were to have sex three two days prior to that you could actually still conceive because sperm can live five to seven days right so if you yeah so you can actually yeah essentially you've got this week in the middle of your cycle yeah it takes the pressure off thinking you've got to like have sex every yeah. single day oh God, yeah. um and yeah, so when you're tracking your um, basal body temperature, you're charting it. I have a resource on this that's free actually on my website. Oh, cool. Um, we'll put we'll a link put in the show link. notes. Yeah. Because um, you need to learn the rules because yeah, it's a big, it's big and it's not. Yeah. It's simple once you know it. It's like anything. Yeah. It's a skill to learn. And but so like you do it. So uh, we ovulate at the same time. <laughs> I should know more about my body, but I yeah. don't. Um, every month. So mm-hmm. that's why you look back on it because it's the same. It's going to be the same. Is that Generally, correct? Generally, yeah. So if your hormones are balanced, yes, you will okay. roughly ovulate wow. around the same yeah. time every month. That's That being said, um, our, our hormones are so influenced by the way we live our life. And I'm not just talking about yeah. how you eat and how you exercise. Your mental, time, so. yeah. your, your stress, right? So even someone without PCOS could have a delay in their ovulation right. just based on stresses that come or up, anxiety, getting sick, anxiety, like that, that yeah. kind of thing. But roughly, yes, you okay. do. Um, so it's good for all women to track yeah, their definitely. cycles this way because if you're using an app and it tells you how you're going to ovulate, there's actually no way it knows that. It just no. knows it on a calculation of your previous cycles, yeah. um, what day you're getting your period. It just counts back 14 days. Wow. And so what's the difference normally in the temp? It really roughly. depends. Again, oh, roughly it's like different. by 0.2 degree it goes up. It's really slight. Wow. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. really slight. Yeah. Um, but it actually the rule is that it's got you've got to see this shift occur where it goes up yeah. and it actually has to stay there for a minimum of three like three days to, oh, to wow. be considered a shift there's all these rules it can yeah. dip down by one and come there's all different rules to yeah. follow, follow but it's simple once you learn um and then essentially yeah you're reflecting on it what is helpful if you're someone who's trying to conceive with or without pcos you know how a lot of people use the ovulation test strips yes yep so they cost a fortune they cost a fortune <laughs> they are helpful um along the journey of you know figuring out when your fertile window is potentially coming yeah but i say potentially because i don't even think a lot of people realize this but the ovulation strips they don't confirm ovulation they confirm your body is going to try to ovulate so what it detects is is a peak in estrogen and the luteinizing hormone yeah so the luteinizing hormone is the one that helps release the egg it it will like in your wee it detects it yeah so it's gonna like it can suggest that it's on the way essentially so it's good to use them together if oh, wow. you're really wanting to get. You're yeah, say, it's because you look like yesterday's. Oh, you got a yawn. 
Uh, Kelly, the people can't see me yawning. You guys are very interesting. I just. I didn't even cover my mouth. She didn't even yawn. It was just in her eyes. It was in my eyes. Yeah, you just like. In like my I, head, I felt like I did a big yawn. Maybe we need to start recording this because that was funny. Oh, that's so um, funny. Anyway, so Sorry. I'm pregnant. I've got a toddler. That's my excuse. It's not Kayla. Yeah. She's very not. She's not boring. It's fine. I'm actually very interested because half this stuff, like, even though I don't have visa, it's, it's interesting to mm. me, like about the temperature and like how it's only this shift, but it's like stays that for a few days. Like yeah. that is interesting. Well, it stays got... and then it maintain. It, it will stay there until you get period. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I had to burp. Um. That's right. Yeah. So with the ovulation test strip, it's good to do it in conjunction with your um base body temperature because then you can get an accurate confirmation whether right. you did or didn't ovulate yeah so yeah so with that the symptothermal method you're also tracking cervical mucus changes because okay. cervical mucus changes throughout your cycle it goes from like a gluey consistency to an egg white consistency when you're yeah. fertile okay um doesn't mean you're actually ovulating but it's the conditions are there to be yeah. more fertile um so yeah that's that's so there are lots of different factors like to look at, isn't there? Like really, definitely. Even and if you're not like if you don't have PCOS, it's like if you're trying to conceive, it's a lot yep. of things to look at. Definitely, and who wants they're to all have really helpful. Day. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> some people might. That's fine. Some people might. You do you. Um, yep, but yeah, off. there are all these factors, and I think this is a thing where um, it would be nice if there was more awareness around this. And I think there is slowly becoming more and more awareness around this. Yeah. Um, because it's imagine if you were told that by your doctor that hey you can go have you been tracking these things we can get yeah. some idea about what's going on with your cycle like you're not broken you're not infertile like yeah you're just not ovulating yeah which doesn't mean that you're not as a person infertile you're yeah. just not ovulating right now or we don't even know if you are because we haven't tracked these things you know yeah so yeah these are just things that i found um to be like super informative whether you're even trying to conceive or not i feel like as women we should just know how to do this to get yeah of our understand cycle. our bodies yeah mm, fully yeah, and because it's not something you learn. Like I don't remember learning much in high school. Let's be honest. No, um, but they don't go into all this kind of stuff, do Definitely they? Not. Like, no, I mean, it's like here, here's like how you use a powder. Here's how you use a tablet. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. yeah, that's it. Happy life. And basically, you're feared into like, oh my god, I'm a walking time bomb for falling pregnant. Yeah, exactly. So you go on the pill, and then that's yep. that cycle, you know. But yeah, hopefully, um, this there can. I, I feel like there is a change coming. Yeah. Like, well, I think because like yourself, like there's more people wanting to Definitely. like talking about it mm-hmm. and being more open. Um, and I know there's a people who think they're like you know the opposite and be like oh you shouldn't share everything but stuff like this is important to share oh my because gosh, it changes yes. the narrative it's like gives people hope people yep. can you know find information and it's not just this like oh it's just me and I can't find like yeah. get the help and like look how many professional doctors you went to mm-hmm. and they gave you the freaking wrong information like yeah and I, I think I went through a time like when I was first diagnosed of like you know you put though we put in our society doctors on pedestals and we go they're the authority like they know better than us they know my body better than me yeah that's how we're raised that's it it's actually not their fault and it's no one's fault it's just the cultural conditioning but it's actually like taking you need your car fix and you take it to a fridge mechanic like they might have some idea because they uh, they're a mechanic but they might not know and that's okay and i think it was nice to actually come to that realization and not blame doctors because there's actually such a beautiful place for doctors and modern medicine we need that in this world 100 percent. and sometimes it's just a matter of getting more than one opinion exactly and using it in combination and conjunction like yeah that's definitely my approach i'm definitely not um all or nothing with any yeah. approach. I just like to integrate them all together. That's it. But I think that it was a really important thing for me to even go, you know what, the distrust I have in my body yeah. has come from external conditioning. Yeah. You know, and that I do know my body really well. I can yeah. get to know it really well. Yeah. And I can trust it and it's not broken. And That's that I it. think is a big thing when you're trying to conceive or when you're yeah. just trying to regulate your cycle um, is to know that like 
the symptoms you're experiencing, the struggles you're experiencing are actually your body trying to talk to you. So yeah. you go inward. That's and, it. And, and it's the same with endo as well. Like it's, you know, 100%. similar, you know, because yeah. just as much as like, you know, PCOS, it's like getting that diagnosis can take years. Like, Definitely. you know, it took me what a miscarriage in 15, 20 years to yep. not think that oh, I just had bad periods. Like, come on. Like, you know, know, that's what we were told from a young age. Oh, Definitely. Just suck it up. Like go to school. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And that's entirely true. Yeah. So it's good to bring awareness to it. Definitely. We might even have to do an episode on endo next. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that was good. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you for sharing your story. That was yeah, really interesting. Yeah, and if anyone has any questions, um, definitely, yeah. Yeah, we'll put Kayla's DM page us. up as well. So obviously you can contact us um, yeah, through Motherhood through League. There. But we'll put Kayla's information up too because, yeah, she's got so much information on her page. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's more there and, um, yeah, hope it helped someone in some way. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, have right. a good day. Talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.